You're listening to a podcast from Oasis Church Bath. To find out more about us, visit our website at www.oasisbath.org. My absolute favourite band in the entire world is a band called Meat Math. You probably haven't heard of them as they're not well known in this country, but they are incredible. Look them up on Spotify or YouTube. Anyway, a few years ago now, after years and years of waiting for them to finally play the UK, they announced a small UK tour and amazingly, Bristol was on the list. I bought my tickets and eagerly anticipated the gig of my life, still pinching myself that this was actually happening. The gig was absolutely incredible, but not just for the reasons I expected it to be. There was something deeply moving about being surrounded by a couple of hundred people who totally understood why I loved this band so much, who had also been helped through some of their toughest times by Meat Mass Music, who knew all the lyrics to all the songs and belted them out at the top of their lungs, just like me. It was more than a gig, more than a bunch of songs. It was a community who got me, who loved what I loved. I felt like I wasn't alone, like we were all here for the same reason, for the same purpose, and that had incredible power and meaning. When I think of that gig, that moment and that feeling, it makes me think about church, but in particular, why we meet together. Because of course, we too are a community of people all here for the same reason and the same purpose, and something special happens when we all meet together. There are, of course, lots of flaws in my gig metaphor, but in fact, metaphors are used more than anything else in the Bible to describe church. Theologian Paul Sevier-Menier wrote a book called Images of the Church in the New Testament, in which he identifies and explores 96 different images or metaphors for the church that are found in the New Testament. 96. As a self-confessed theology geek, that book is definitely on my wish list, by the way. Now, I don't think a meat math gig is on his list of metaphors, but there's a reason why there's so many different ones. Since the beginning of Christianity, groups of Christians have met together in loads of different ways. They've met on every different day of the week in small groups, large groups. Sometimes they've shared food, sang songs, listened to someone share a thought or an interpretation of scripture. Sometimes they discussed and argued and sometimes they campaigned for justice and did practical things to help others. So why do we meet together? Well, because Christians always have. But how we choose to meet together can look different in each generation, country and culture. Some of us meet in a church building on a Sunday and some of us meet in smaller groups throughout the week in homes or coffee shops. Some churches don't have their own buildings, so they meet in schools or halls, pubs and clubs. I love that every church is different, free to gather together in whatever way works for them and for their particular community. In her book Following Jesus, Alison Morgan says that the plural of disciple is church. The plural of disciple is church. When you follow Jesus, you're welcomed into the family of God. You join a community. That's the way it was designed. And that's the way it's always been throughout history. Jesus had a group of disciples and so did other Jewish rabbis at the time. The disciples were sent out in groups. Paul traveled with others. We meet together because, to use another bad metaphor, Christianity is not a solo sport. It's a team game. We do it with others, not alone. And we need others to help us on our journey. 
One of the gifts of COVID, I think, has been that it's helped us appreciate church. I know it has me. So at the moment, we can't meet together physically. And that helps us become aware of all the things we're missing out on because of that. Technology and online stuff is great and we thank God for it, but it's not the same, is it? We miss singing songs together, some of us. We miss praying with others. We miss those informal moments, the chance to chat to someone at the coffee bar at the back of church. We know it's often those moments that lead to other moments, like knowing someone needs help or the beginning of a friendship. We miss the perspective, the feeling of being part of something bigger than ourselves. We miss the chance for our children and young people to be together with their peers, away from parents where they can explore what faith means to them. We miss those people we don't get along with, admit it, you do, because they're the people that push us, challenge us, help us grow and become more like Jesus. They force us out of our echo chambers where we surround ourselves only with people who agree with everything we think. We miss asking the tough questions, discussing tough topics, learning with others around us and hearing perspectives we hadn't thought of before. We meet together because of all of that, because all of that is good and we need it and it produces good fruit. I read an article recently about trends in the church in 2021. And whilst it made me think, I found myself disagreeing with lots of it, but particularly with one point where the writer talked about how churches were going to have to need to accept that in the future, lots of people would never come to a church building and were just going to join in online because it was more convenient for them. We are not a TV show. We are not spectators. We are not a product to be consumed at the most convenient time for a customer. Maybe we will have more of an online presence going forward. Maybe we will live stream our services. But that always needs to be because of inclusion, not convenience. The best thing about a Mute Math gig is that you're not just a spectator. You join in, you sing, you dance, you participate. Mute Math gigs are renowned for their audience participation. And at the gig I went to, I watched the lead singer crowd surf on a mattress and the drummer place gloves connected to electric drums on the hands of audience members that he then proceeded to play with his drumsticks. At one point, he invited others to drum on the gloves as he wore them. And the crowd watched in amazement as a member of the audience, who was obviously a drummer, played the most amazing rhythm on the drum gloves. We meet together because that's one of the ways we get to join in, to participate, to contribute, not just spectate and consume. Maddock read from Hebrews 10, where the writer urges the Christians he's writing to not to give up meeting together, connecting the importance of meeting together with the spurring on of one another to love and good deeds. I love thinking about our Sunday gatherings as the place we spur one another on to love and good deeds. We're challenged to grow and act, to make a difference in the world, to love our neighbour, to give, to enable community projects that change lives. We meet together because that's how we spur one another on to love and good deeds. I think so much of what we do at church when we meet is perhaps in itself a metaphor or a door, a gateway to something else. If we can sing a song together, if we can follow the right words, the right tune at the right time in a big room with loads of people, if we can do that, just think what else we can do together. If we can pray together, if we cry out to God as we become aware of the pain of others, how can we then not act practically in the week to be the answers to those prayers? 
if we can learn to engage with those that we find difficult, with those that are different to us, how much better equipped are we going to be to do that with our neighbours, our colleagues, our family? We're spurred on to love and good deeds. One of my favourite metaphors for Sunday gatherings is a front door. Think of church as a home for a family and Sundays are when the front door is flung wide open and all are invited to come in and take a look. Come and meet us, come and see what we do and join in if you'd like to. Through that front door, they can then see all these other rooms, an office where we make important stuff happen, a family dining room where we share food and life together, where there's a spare seat for them, a living room that's safe and comfortable where they can come as they are, but even more than that, become fully who they were always meant to be. Because who is the cornerstone of this home? Jesus is and it's him we're centred around, it's him we love, it's him we follow and all are welcome to join us in that. That's why as Oasis we talk about this idea of a Christ-centred community. We're a bunch of people centred around the person of Jesus. That's what church is. We meet together because it serves as an invitation to, in, to others to come and join in what God is doing. Now, I'm a church leader, so of course I'm going to tell you that I think you should come to church on a Sunday. But I haven't always felt like that. There have been times when I found Sunday services really difficult in other churches, wondering what the point of them really was. There have been times when I've needed to take a break from attending Sunday services, and I know that's the case for many of you too. There are times and seasons where we may find Sundays more or less rewarding depending on where we're at, our family situation, other circumstances that are at play that's okay. Taking a break is good sometimes if that's what we need. But we are hardwired for community. We were never meant to follow Jesus on our own. We need each other. And very often how we access each other, how we engage with one another, how we build those stronger and deeper friendships begins on a Sunday when we're all together in one place, gathered around the same person, participating, learning, connecting, growing and spurring one another on to love and good deeds. I would love to hear your thoughts on our Sunday gatherings. When we start meeting all together again, what do you think we should change or keep the same? In our microhubs over the next few weeks, we'll be continuing to unpack the different elements of what we do and your feedback and participation will really help shape things going forwards, helping us ensure that when we do meet all together again, we're doing that in a way that works for everyone. You're listening to a podcast from Oasis Church Bath. To find out more about us, visit our website at www.oasisbath.org.